Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3 Grain Elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 Grain Elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. Today, heavy rain and strong winds hit part of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt over the weekend, and we have full details. CN Rail records a third straight record month for grain shipments. Wind is a problem for farmers trying to spray for weeds and other pests. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian Hail Adjusters are voted the best in the industry. It was a windy, cloudy, wet weekend across much of the Saskatchewan Grain Belt. The weather office says Regina was one of the areas with the least amount of rain, at 6 millimeters or a quarter inch. In contrast, Saskatoon recorded 48 millimeters of rain, or almost 2 inches over the weekend. Other rainfall totals include Kindersley in west-central Saskatchewan at 25 millimeters, Rosetown at 41 millimeters, the Battlefords had 43 millimeters. Other areas of southern Saskatchewan include 16 millimeters in the southeast in Estevan, 11 millimeters in the southwest in Swift Current. In east central Saskatchewan, there was 10 millimeters in Yorkton. Environment Canada meteorologist Terry Lang says there's more rain in the forecast. Well, it was highly varied. Um, the uh, the big losers were sort of that uh, middle piece down in around South or sorry Regina, uh, Moose Jaw in and around there. Um, Estevan and Weyburn caught a couple of thunderstorms early on in the weekend, so they got some rainfall out of that. Uh, the southwest didn't get all that much either, like down around um, you know, Maple Creek, uh, Swift Current. They didn't get as much. Uh, where most of the rain fell was sort of through the more of the northern grain belt. Outlook got a lot. Uh, Saskatoon came in with a fair schwack as well, North Battleford. Uh, up in the northeast, not as much, uh, sort of the 20 to 30 um, millimeter range or so, but the highest amounts were in that 40 to 60 uh, millimeter amount, and that was in that northwest uh, p- part of the grain belt. So what were some of the major rainfalls in the southern grain belt sectors? The uh, Not that much, actually, when it came to the sort of the southern grain belt, like uh, Estevan came in with uh, 16 millimeters. Weyburn was uh, closer to around 15 or so. Regina had under 10, Moose Jaw certainly under 10. Swift Current, they were around 11 millimeters, so really not that much across the south there. But Saskatoon had two inches, I understand. Is there more to come this week? Well, we're in one of those, what we call an unsettled weather pattern, which means the air is unstable. So there's showers and thunder showers sort of floating around, not very organized. This morning, there is a, a system moving through. It looks like it's moving through the southeast. So it, that southeast corner should get some uh, rain today. 
We're not expecting too much in the way of rainfall amounts, probably under 10 millimetres or so uh, as that goes through, but it's not a big wide swath like we saw uh, on the weekend. Uh, and then we're going to be in this sort of this unsettled pattern where it's going to be hit and miss with showers and thunder showers. Looks a little bit more organised coming into the weekend, though. Uh, return to that flipping wind, which we've had, it seems, for uh, weeks on end here. Uh, probably some uh, thunder showers and some severe weather coming with that this weekend. Tell me about the wind. How bad was it in southern Saskatchewan over the weekend? It seemed very, very strong Saturday night. Lots of winds across the south. The hardest hit area was that southeast corner, uh, which tends to really get the stronger winds in that southeast direction just because of uh, the way the, the topography is in the in the southeast with these really gentle broad northwest to southeast valleys so it tends to funnel the wind a little bit more and we did see gusts to over 90 kilometers per hour uh, through those southeastern regions Estevan, uh, Regina, through those areas. Have you heard of any damage at all and uh, impact on crops? No I haven't. Uh, we haven't had any uh, reports uh, trickling into us at all. Coming up, a look at the impact of the rain and wind on crops and spraying. This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Selford Group. Get the best price on new Selford equipment before July 3rd. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit selfordgroup.com. Weekend rain will benefit many crops across southern Saskatchewan. Provincial crops analyst Sarah Tetlin says the six millimeters of rain in Regina and Moose Jaw is welcome, but more will be needed soon. So a lot of regions of the province were hoping for rain. It was quite dry, specifically in the central and southern regions. So it might prevent farmers from being able to get out to the field to do spraying or finish up seeding. But I think for the most part, it was welcome because it was quite dry in these areas. So the rain will help, but I assume with six millimeters, for example, Regina and Moose Jaw, more will be needed pretty soon? Yeah, yeah. I think we, we would still like some down here in the Regina Moose Jaw area. It looks like there might be some in the forecast for today, but I guess we'll see how that goes. And we're hoping for some more rain in this region for sure. But two inches around Saskatoon and uh, central areas uh, certainly beneficial? Yeah, I think for most farmers that will be beneficial. They were looking for quite a bit of rain there. I know the East Central region was getting quite dry. Their moisture conditions were reducing, so that rain will help them quite a bit. What about wind? There was a lot of wind on the weekend. Is it causing any damage? Yeah, so the wind will dry out the topsoil moisture, so that has been reported to reduce germination for some crops because there wasn't enough moisture near the surface of the soil and some crops were reported to not be germinating as well. If the winds get quite strong, they can actually cause sandblasting. So what that is, is where soil particles are actually blowing in the wind and hitting the young plants, and they can cause small abrasions in the plants. Wind can also cause lodging. So this is where the plant kind of lays down flat. And thankfully, this time of year, it's not a huge issue. That's usually an issue caused by wind when the plants are quite a bit taller and they are laying down flat in the field so hopefully any crops that have any lodging issues will be able to bounce back. And of course it's having an impact on spraying for weeds and other pests? Yeah so the wind has 
caused some issues. Some farmers haven't been able to get out spraying as much as they've liked to. It has been quite windy for a few weeks now. So some farmers weren't able to do their pre-seeding and pre-emergence spraying. And now they're having some issues with the post-emergence spraying as well. But I think they're getting out there the best they can when the wind conditions are lower. While parts of the southeast, southwest, and Yorkton had 6 to 15 millimeters of rain on the weekend, Saskatoon had 48 millimeters and Rosetown 41. And we have a note from the arm of Mount Hope, based in Siemens, 125 kilometers north of Regina. The fire ban has been lifted in the arm of Mount Hope. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source, 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update brought to you by the Mind Your Farm Business podcast. Stay on top of farm management issues year-round at mindyourfarmbusiness.com. We are back here today with another canola school episode, and I have here with me Aaron Day, who is the Assistant Professor of Soil Physics at the North Dakota State University. We are here today to talk about some of the research you have recently published on soil compaction. Can you highlight some of the things you found? Yes. So, you know, soil compaction has been a big topic this last winter uh, here in um, the region where I'm at. We had a very wet 2019 year. It started wet in the spring, which delayed planting, uh, which put the risk on the back end now for harvest. And sure enough, we had some pretty substantially wet conditions during harvest. A lot of acres actually ended up overwintering and are still being harvested uh, right now. And so fields that were able to get harvested in the fall If it was done early enough with some of the smaller grains, then perhaps uh, there was little risk of soil compaction during the harvest. However, for uh, corn and soybean and other grains that were harvested late in the year, they uh, uh, was not ideal conditions. Many fields uh, quite prevalent throughout the region had, you know, combine and way wagon tracks uh, uh, up and down the entire length of the field every single pass. And... One of the things that we know through research and um, just not in this region, but anywhere region in the world pretty much, is that if you have ruts that form, then you know you have deep soil compaction. And that is gonna have some form of a yield consequence, not only for next year's crop, but also for the year after that. Most soil compaction issues, it's a multi-year recovery. So typically, no matter what the crop is, whether it's a small grain, large grain, um, if you have deep soil compaction from wheel traffic, you can anticipate probably anywhere from, on average, a 15 to 20% yield loss for that next one and two years uh, that's gonna follow up afterwards. So long-term, how long can these impacts stick around if producers aren't actually doing anything about compaction? So once the compaction initially happens, it's going to take a couple years to recover, almost no matter what you do, Um, because usually when you have ruts, the compaction extends down below what your tillage implements, typical tillage implements are going to be. And even if you have something like a deep ripper that can reach down uh, 16 to 24 inches or so, it's still highly unreliable. 
with it actually getting the outcome that you want uh, for bringing yields back up. It's just not a reliable tool for deep compaction like that. So the first two years, almost anything you do, you know that you'll have a loss. So that's something that's, you know, unfortunate. We just don't have a useful tool at at our disposal to deal with it, but it's something to keep in mind for when you're going out on wet soils. The best way to prevent losses is to prevent the compaction occurring in the first place, other than relying on something to try to remediate that compaction. After that first two years, compaction consequences on yields usually lighten up. It's, it will go down to maybe uh, 10, 5%. It may disappear altogether. However, uh, one thing that we do notice in repeated trials of research is that even when the yields recover, on the years that you may hit excessive rains again or drought conditions, those compacted fields, it'll reemerge. You'll see another 5-7% drop in yields. So would growers ever be better off in the long run by leaving the crop out versus so you don't make those ruts in the field? I think it's, it's worth asking that because you know, depending on when you harvest and when you have the opportunity to sell that grain, the, the market prices will change a bit. How much loss you might get over the winter from seed chatter or uh, from wildlife, you know, one has to start questioning, does letting it over winter equate to 20% of next year's crop and 20% of the following year's crop? Because that adds up quite a bit. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Whether you're out in the barns or working in the fields, you can stay on top of farm management issues with the Mind Your Farm Business Podcast. We talk about human resources. We can attract the right candidates and that doesn't have to come at a high cost. We cover succession planning. It doesn't matter if the next generation is ready if the senior generation isn't. We talk about financial management. Number one, profits is your kingdom. Number two, cash is king. You can find all episodes of the Mind Your Farm Business podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or mindyourfarmbusiness.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast, 5 to 10 millimeters of showers today. Wind northwest 20, gusting to 40, the high 16, the low 6. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, the high 20, the low 7 degrees. Wednesday, sunny, the high 20, the low 8. Thursday, sunny, the high 21, the low 9. Friday, sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Saturday, partly cloudy and windy, the high 27. Chance of evening showers, the low 14. Sunday, cloudy, the high 24. Normal high is 23, the normal low is 9 degrees. The sun rose at 448 this morning. It sets at 907 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Broadview at 16 degrees. The cold spot, Collins Bay at plus 2. Estevan is 13, Saskatoon, Swift Current, and Weyburn all 12 degrees. Yorkton is 14. In Regina with cloudy skies, it's 14. Winds are from the north-northwest at 19, gusting to 30. By the way, 14 is 57 Fahrenheit. 
Humidity is 62%, the barometer rising 100.9. Cloudy in Moose Jaw 15, winds are from the north-northwest 21, gusting to 31. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 14, that's 57 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Farmers, get your spot loss hail insurance with SMHI online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable, SMHI isn't. CN Rail has set a record amount of grain shipments in May, the third consecutive month for record movement of grain. Executive Vice President Sean Finn says CN moved over 2.5 million tons of western grain in May, exceeding the May 2014 record of 2.4 million tons. We came off a very strong uh, first quarter from January to the end of March where we moved record amounts of grain. Then April, notwithstanding, notwithstanding COVID-19, remained a strong month. And then May, uh, record, all-time record for us of uh, 2.54 million metric tons up from uh, 2.40 metric tons in 2014, which is uh, outpacing three-year average by almost over 20%. So very strong month of May. So notwithstanding, I guess, uh, seeding beginning in, in Western Canada, uh, grain continued to move and, you know, we and the supply chain, this is a team sport, uh, we're there to, to meet the demand and move the product to Rupert, uh, Vancouver and uh, Thunder Bay in a way that uh, got the grain moving for the benefit of the Western Canadian producers. What do you see the key factors behind this record grain movement? Because that's three months in a row now. Yeah, I think, uh, and you measured not just on tonnage, what we're looking at also was car spotting was uh, was very strong also. Uh, and, you know, as we have a target right now of uh, 5,500 cars a week, we have done the last uh, the last six or seven weeks uh, over 7,000, uh, just over 7,000 carloads a week, so almost uh, 2,000 carloads more per week than we are we were aiming for. And 2,000 gram more carloads more week than last year, so stronger than last year for the same week, which was week 43. I think it's a combination of having the cars available, which means that we have more cars. As you know, we bought grain cars. But also the cycle time of the cars, you know, are, are stronger. So we're getting the cars out of the prairies to, for, to Vancouver, for example, unloading and back to get reloaded quickly enough to have the supply we need to do so. And our main line, I think that uh, our, you know, major investments, almost $800 million between Manitoba, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, uh, you know, right through your part of the country also, where we've we've had capacity there. And yes, the railway's a bit slower. We're down when it comes to volumes, but the, the risk right now is we're using up that downtime to do track work. So there's still people on the track, but uh, the railway's been running very well, and our employees have not missed a beat, notwithstanding uh, COVID-19, the pandemic. So it's a, it's a combination of the supply chain working hard, the railways having the capacity to move it, and just us executing, you know, the best way we can. COVID-19, has it affected other shipments and reduced railway congestion? I would say, you know, we're seeing, uh, obviously, uh, the month of May uh, is the bottom of the, the trough for us. We think that uh, we're going to see a p- uptick, uptick in June, but you saw reductions, you know, in automotive parts and automotive finished automotive vehicles. Obviously, the plants were closed. Uh, some lumber came down, but it's coming back slowly right now. Obviously, uh, um, rain was strong. Uh, coal was uh, come down. Very little crude moving. But don't forget, we moved a lot of grain, plus we moved a lot of inputs. You know, think about fertilizer and potash was a strong demand in our network. So, But there is, a, there is some room for us and allows us to just do two things, to really run our trains uh, you know, effectively, but also uh, do track maintenance, which is you know, not getting in the way of operating our trains as we have room to do so right now. What's the outlook for grain movement for the summer months? 
Yeah, we still expect to have a strong end to the season leading up to July. Um, I'm, you know, a bit surprised, and my colleagues also, but we have uh, had a conversation with our Ag Council this week, uh, headed by Elena Koch, uh, who leads the council. And, you know, we were told that the, the farmers were seeding but still moving a lot of grain, and uh, their expectation will see strong demands uh, for uh, moving grains uh, and and the various crops all the way to the end of July. So there's, the grain is there to be moved. Will it slow down a bit end of May, early June? Maybe, but right now, you know, this past week again is an example. Typically in May, uh, we see a bit of a slowdown during seeding, but not this year. So uh, we expect to see a lot of demand for us going right into the end of the crop year on July 31st. And what about then after fall harvest? What's the outlook for grain movement then? Because that's another critical time. Absolutely. This week, we just tabled with our Ag Advisory Council our grain plan for the crop year of 2020-2021. You know, I think there's it's hard to to prejudge the crop at this moment in time, but uh, we have reason to believe it'll be a good, solid crop. Uh, We don't know to what extent it'll be a record or not, but uh, we're planning on making sure that uh, we're ready to go. And what we're hearing from our uh, stakeholders in the ag and grain industry is that they expect, uh, based on the current seeding, some places are a bit spotty, but on the current seeding and the weather, but there should be a good grain crop if things continue as we're going now. You've got a small farm, uh, I understand, south of Montreal. How is how is the farm doing? Yeah, I'm sitting there this afternoon. Jim, I shouldn't tell you that, but I'm saying hooky. So I'm at the farm, and, uh, you know, we are just finishing calving season. We had 50 uh, new calves that uh, came in the last the two months, right on time. So uh, that's a bit, of a, bit of a bit of a reprieve from the weekends, not being out in the barn at 2 o'clock in the morning. But, uh, you know, the weather's been nice, and, and uh, I raise beef cattle, but also the blueberries are starting to flower. So between the, the cattle and the blueberries, we should have a good season also here in eastern Canada. Sean Finn is Executive Vice President of CN Rail. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business, Call 782-5999. The southwest is usually the driest region in the province, but this weekend Swift Current had 11 millimeters or about half inch. Regional crop specialist in Swift Current, Shannon Chant, says the moisture had a wide range in the southwest and will benefit many crops in the area. I've heard anywhere from one-tenth to six-tenths at my place just north of Swift Current. We had about three-tenths. So very kind of variable. It was getting fairly dry, so definitely some welcome moisture. In the areas where it had maybe a bit less rainfall, hopefully they get some this afternoon. There's some more forecasts this afternoon, so that would be good. As far as insects, we've been hearing about. We've been looking for pea leaf weevil damage serving the last little while. We haven't found a whole lot, which is good. Um, the peas look really healthy, so that's good. Um, but I have heard of some flea beetle damage and some spraying, um, including since the damage has included some stem feeding as well. So when they do feed on the stem, you can potentially lose an entire plant. And I've heard of that for canola and for mustard as well. We've had a lot of strong winds. Has there been any crop damage there from just the the high winds? Not that I've heard of. Um, I know if it was a bit later on last year, we did see a lot of kind of S-shaped stems um, when we did our canola survey in August. But most of the plants are fairly small still. There could potentially be a little bit of kind of curving um, in in bigger plants, but I haven't heard of any damage, significant damage so far. Shannon Chant is the crop extension specialist in Swift Current. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. 
and brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia, and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for feed barley fell $2 at $191.71. Canola rose $2.90 at $435.48. Oats increased $5 at $264.16. Number one red spring wheat gained $0.96 cents at $222.22. The rest were unchanged. Durham $266.39. Flax $519.79. Lentils six hundred thirty-eight dollars fifty cents. Yellow peas two sixty-seven eighty-nine. Feed wheat one seventy-two eighty-eight. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat gained three-quarter cent at five nineteen and a half cent a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia six four two forty one eighty or Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards with a busy week. The Tuesday regular sale, 800 head of cows and bulls go through. The cows average 80 cents per pound. Uh, the big bulls average $1.19. Then on Thursday, our 30, 29th anniversary sale, 3,200 head of feeder cattle in, average weight 750 pounds at $1,326 per head. That's up $110 from our last sorted sale in April. Incidentally, first time all year, I do believe we were higher than the same sale a year ago. Here's the trade. Here's 53 big Charlet steers from the float tree family of Boulier. They weigh 11.74, bring 149.75. 51 red steers. Uh, from Fraser Farms at Swift Current, 1056, one bring 156.75. 44 sorted block steers at 950, bring 174. 870, 880 weight steers, 181.50, 182.50. Right tight to 800 pounds, they bring 180 to 189.75. 750 weight low to block steers, 198 and a quarter. The colored steers, 192 and a quarter to 193. Here's a set of red white face Herford steers, 7 70, bring 189 and a quarter. 46, 709 pound black steers from the McMickens of Pearson, Manitoba, bring 207 and a quarter at 709. 700 pound colored steers at 199. 670 weights, 217, 613 red cross steers, 232.50. The 570 pounders, 239. Right of 506 black steers, 255. The heifer trade, 970s at 149.75. The sorted 840 weight heifers, 163. Just a touch over 8, they bring 164.75. On the 750s, 170 to 174. The 740 weight Hereford heifers at 169. Right tight to 7, the sorted blocks, 175 to 181.75. 640 weight block heifers, 196.75. A load of block heifers at 6, 203 and a quarter. The 620 weight Red Cross, 193 and a quarter. 104 block Black heifers, 573, bearing 205 and a quarter. There was some outstanding breeding quality heifers. Uh, Western Acres from Hodgeville had four groups of 20 to 
30 head of black Angus heifers. Each group dollars out from $1,460 to $1,572 each. Into Carlson's from Tompkins, 15 black heifers, 835, bring 181. Warmath's red Angus heifers, 861, bring 170. And Fraser Farms, red Simmental heifers, 24 of them, 913 at 166. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,700 hogs Friday. Selling in a range of 132 to 170 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,700 head. Selling in a range of 128 to 165 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the weekend ending Saturday, June 6th are Holy West, 157.10. Maple Leaf, 150.51. Ham's Cash, 148.51. Thunder Creek Brickle, 164.68. High Life, 146.01. And High Life adjusted $173.12 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. Energy company BP says it's eliminating 14% of its global workforce amid the ongoing impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Chief Executive Bernard Looney said the 10,000 job cuts will be office-based and come mostly this year. The changes are expected to significantly affect senior levels, cutting the number of group leaders by a third. The job cuts come as the pandemic has slashed demand for oil and follow BP's announcement that it wants to eliminate or offset all carbon emissions from its operations by the year 2050. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was up in late morning trading as the healthcare sector, which includes big names in the cannabis sector and real estate trusts, moved higher. The TSX Composite Index was up 17 points at 15,871. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 301 points at 27,412. The Canadian dollar traded at 74.75 cents U.S. compared with 74.47 cents on Friday. The July crude oil contract was down $1.44 at $38.11 per barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1.45 this afternoon and an Agri-News report at 3.45 p.m. Tomorrow morning, there's another Agri-News report at 6.45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.